Three, the Planetary Environmental Resource and Space Congress. Note, while Lambert refused to identify the leader of the Special Political and Business Conference, I think it is highly likely it will be the Antichrist. After all, the religious conference will be headed by the false prophet. The coming, well, the, the Pope. The, the, I don't know if it will be called the Pope at that point. I don't know if that will be the case. but um, And then it says, it makes sense that the political conference will be chaired by the one person who who will be of greater rank than the Pope, which will be the Christ. What they refer to as the Christ. Now, I want you to bear something. We are going to talk about Maitreya here. But when I started this study, and when I started looking at this information, I had no idea they were going to get into Maitreya with this. I had no clue. It just seems like all roads seem to lead back back to him. Uh, whether he's the Antichrist or not, he's... I would say, going to play a major part in the end-time delusion. So, going further, I mean, i got a lot of people, uh, some people email me and say, oh, no, it's this guy or that guy. And I told them, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm not saying that it has to be Maitreya, but I can guarantee you one thing, he's going to play a big part in the end-time delusion if he's not. Okay, so, anyway. Going back to this, thus, when the three religious conferences and the three political business conferences are simultaneously held, a grand merger of all the forces will occur worldwide that will move the world in any desired direction. Then and only then will it be possible to build a combination temple, church, mosque in Jerusalem. See, they've got to have the unity in order for this to happen. And we don't have that yet. We don't even near have that, but... Certain things could happen that could change that very quickly. Any permanent solution to the Middle East conflict would also have to see the religious portion of the problem solved. Once the religious problem is solved, the power and the influence of the Orthodox Jews in Israel would permanently decline. Note, the New World Order planners are very concerned about the power and the influence of the Orthodox Jews. This group is the special target of the Antichrist deceptions. As he goes about to convince them he is their Messiah, when... Then when the Antichrist begins his persecution, he will go after the Orthodox Jews who do not accept him as their Messiah ferociously. Going further, it says, um, religion, this is the review of the establishment of the New World Order, religion will be, the essence of the coming one world religion will be that that is espoused by the Alice A. Bailey books. Alice Bailey. Which is where we get the con, the comic strip Beetle Bailey from Alice Bailey. No, just kidding. Sorry. Anyway, Alice Bailey is going to be her writings are going to be the essence of the coming one world religion. Now, this is what Bill Lambert, head of the Theosophical Society, in 1991, well, in this area, New England, this is what he was saying. How much more confirmation can we get? And again, just like Matray and Benjamin Krem recommend on their on the website Share International, which was originally you could go up there and find out the UN was the one that put the website up, the United Nations. They took that designation off because they didn't want to make it quite that obvious. But when the website first went up, in fact, Eastwood, uh, if you look up Matreya and Eastwood, those two, he's got a screen saved version of the Share International website up on his website where you can actually look at what the original web page looked like. Now, 
I think he's still got it. He had it last time I went up there. But yeah. Now, going back to this, it says, what is now occurring, this is this House of Theosophy guy, Lambert talking, what is now occurring at such a rapid pace was written by Alice Bailey, um, written by Alice Bailey, what is now occurring at such a rapid pace was written by Alice Bailey, this speaks to the spirit of peace, which is now invading humanity. Oh, the spirit of peace. False peace, and it's not, it doesn't seem to um, have invaded very well yet, but uh, on, one, on page 173 of her book, The Externalization of the Hierarchy, which is one of the main books they recommend to read, Alice Bailey, it says, quote, the fusion of many minds into one directed activity is today of supreme importance. Unity of directed thought and purpose is the guarantee of inevitable, inevitable and future success. Remember, this unity of directed thought and purpose is like seems to be the key factor here, bringing ushering in the new world order. The power of massed thought is omnipotent, meaning all powerful. No, no, only the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, they're the only ones that are all powerful, omnipotent, and omniscient, all knowing. Okay, but they're saying it's the power of our collective thought that's omnipotent, you know, lies. The spirit of peace, it should be the spirit of false peace, is hovering close to humanity, seeking opportunity to make his presence felt. Now, this is the big theme of Maitreya. Bringing peace, sharing, justice, equity, supposedly. It's the satanic version of all those things, but that's what he's been saying. We out of peace. Remember, the Antichrist is going to come as a man of peace. Appearing that way, He's not going to come as a man of war. He's going to be the one that finally gets on the scene and says, listen guys, you Muslims, you Jews, and all the other warring factions, let us we just need to all get on the same page, and, and I, I have the solution, and I have all the lying signs and wonders to prove that I'm the real deal. So the spirit of peace, going back to the quote from Alice Bailey, is not an abstract concept, but a potent individual. Welding forces hitherto unfamiliar to our planet. I believe this individual they're speaking of is the Antichrist. Great forces are awaiting the hour when they can function as the liberators and the deliverers of mankind. These are the same great forces that, according to the ancient astronaut theory, created us. Millions and millions and millions of years ago when we were just amoeba-like little tadpoles swimming around the water. And then we sprouted legs and we became amphibians. We got on land and, you know turned into monkeys, and then the Piltdown Man and, you know, Cro-Magnum, Neanderthal Man, ultimately becoming what we are today. This happened by chance, too. We were their little science project that they came and seeded the planet with millions of years ago, and now we as humanity have messed things up so bad, they have to come back and straighten everything out. That's what Hollywood is telling us, isn't it? Go to the last scene of Mission to Mars. You can see this laid out. This is what um, Hollywood is actively promoting that they created us. People that that are supposedly abducted and, and they do all of these trans-channeling things. What are they being told? They're being told that we were created by them. Whether you want to call them the aliens or the ascended masters or whatever you want to call them. And we're their little science project. And they're going to have to come back to straighten it out. Because we messed everything up so bad. 
So going further, and again, you can see that last scene of Mission to Mars just up on YouTube. Just key in last scene, Mission to Mars. It'll show it to you. This big, gigantic gray alien supposedly showing humanity, these three men what how our Earth actually started. And I say that because it's such a great, if you just want to know the essence and, and get a good synopsis in like four minutes, well, you'll have it all there. What a deception. I've done a whole teaching called the Ancient Astronaut Lie or whatever. Just key in Ancient Astronaut or part of those words in the keyword search box on my homepage on Sermon Audio under Scott A. Johnson. You'll find it. Um, there's a big, in other words, there is a gigantic agenda this whole UFO alien thing has. And it is absolutely 100% going to line up with what we're talking about today and promote it. So these great forces are awaiting the hour when they can function as the liberators and deliverers of mankind. The great forces they're in reference to, particularly, um, according to them, would be Maitreya and the false, his false prophet, which I have said before, Maitreya has openly stated when he comes back, one of the ascended masters he's coming back with is going to be, quote, Master Jesus, who's also known as Sananda Emmanuel. He is the same looking Jesus as all these pictures we have from the Catholic Church, the long-haired, hippie version Jesus. And um, that's where we got the images from, the Catholic Church. He's going to look just like that, and he's the one that they're saying is going to take over the reins of the Catholic Church. Ultimately, what would that make him? The false prophet. He would be the head of all the religions, uniting the religions together. Whereas um, Maitreya would be above him. He would be the Antichrist. Now, I'm telling you, that's what they've said. I'm not saying that has to be the way it works out. You know, I'm just telling you, this is what the occult sources I have seen like with Alice Bailey and things like that, that's what they're saying. That's what Maitreya is saying. That's what the United Nations have said as well. And a lot of the people they've promoted. So, but the door to their entrance must be open. The door to these ascended masters must be opened by humanity itself. And it will be opened by a united act of will. Expressed through some formula of words and expressed in sound. Why haven't we had the Antichrist come yet? Because we haven't had this united act of will. See, God gives us what we want. If, if humanity wants the Antichrist and they beg for him bad enough, God's going to let that door be opened. He's going to let the lawless one be revealed. He's going to let the wicked one be revealed. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, right? Yes, this restraining force that is keeping the Antichrist from, from making his appearance, that's this restraining force until he be taken out of the way. What is going to ultimately be the thing that lets God, where God says, okay, I'm taking this restraining force out of the way. The wicked, meaning the Antichrist, will be revealed. What is that? And read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 to elaborate on that further. I believe this is what is going to move God's hand to remove the restraining force. Not because it's forcing him, but because God will let, you know, hey, if they want it bad enough, they want the Antichrist to rule over them, I'll let them have it their way for a time. God's like that. He doesn't 
force his will. He doesn't force you to get saved. He doesn't kick the door down to your heart. If you want the devil and you want to be deceived and you beg hard enough, collectively this is going to be all of mankind most likely doing this. Now, what does this sound like? It says that this is an act of united will expressed through some formula of words and expressed in sound. Hmm, that's really weird. It will be brought about by an activity performed simultaneously by all men, women of goodwill, and all by world aspirants and disciples. The door will not open unless the act of invocation is backed by the focused will. Hmm, the act of invocation. What, what is this? This is this open act of united will expressed through some formula of words expressed in sound. The directed determination of the man or the group who is using the suggested formula prayer or invocation is essential. So what is Satan telling us? We've got to have this, this directed act of united will by mankind, which will be a formula expressed in sound. This kind of sounds like this whole invocation prayer that the United Nation highly recommends, which will ultimately usher in the reign of the one world teacher, Maitreya. This invocation prayer. I've, I've had teachings where we've talked about this this invocation prayer. And God is going to let humanity have this wickedness it will beg for. Mankind will be begging for this. Okay, just I'm going to give you a little more um, information on this great invocation prayer. In 1982, the UN officially became a Luciferic organization and promotes the great invocation, essentially, of Lucifer as their world prayer. This was the plan for the UN since its birth in 1945. Um, and the future stage for any Christ to come and unite the nations together as one. That's one thing about it. Okay, so I'm just going to read you a little bit of this prayer. Uh, this is from a New Age website. It's called The Evolution of the Great Invocation. It's called The Great Invocation. Uh, and it says from... This is this prayer that really they believe is the essence of of what humanity needs to come collectively as together uh, to invoke. It's like you're invoking the spirit. You're invoking the spirit of Antichrist to arise. Uh, again, this is the one that um, Share International or Matreya's website promotes. This is the one the United Nations promotes. This is the one that Alice Bailey, a lot of high-level occultists promote. I'm just going to read you some of it. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into our minds. Let light descend on earth. Now, the light there in reference to is the light of Lucifer. Okay, Lucifer, um, his name means light bearer. Okay, And Lucifer being the name of, uh, of uh, Satan before he fell. Okay, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, how are the cut down which weaken the nations? And then it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, um, son of the morning? How are thou cut down which weaken the nations? That's Isaiah 14, 12. So this light that they're in reference to is the light of Lucifer, who was called the light bearer. That's what his name literally means. Okay, So this is the light they're asking for. 
From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into our hearts. May love increase on earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide our wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. These are the ascended masters that are in reference to. From the center which we call humanity, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. I mean, doesn't this sound nice and fluffy or whatever? Let light and love and power restore the plan of earth. Let light and love and power restore the plan of earth. And they go on, they keep mumbling this over and over. So this is, what they're saying is that this needs to be universal. People of all faiths and cultures coming together to say this in unity. What is this? This is the great invocation prayer. They're invoking the spirit of Antichrist to this plane of existence. What is that? It is mass witchcraft. It is a mass invocation, literally, spell they're invoking. Sounds nice, but, you know, Satan can come. The Bible says if Satan can come as an angel of light, it's no marvels that his ministers can appear as ministers of righteousness. So he normally will come as an angel of light. And this is why, what he's trying to uh, present himself here. Uh, it goes on to say there's a unified spirit of invocation by using the word R, O R. O-U-R, rather than just an individual. They want this to be done in mass, in unity. And it says the great invocation has been called the Christ, who they identify as Maitreya, is his own mantra. So, again, and then he says, they want to remind you that the term Christ does not refer exclusively to the historical Christ, meaning Jesus Christ. They want to make sure that you know that. And Maitreya will be the first to tell you that. I've, I've talked a lot about that in times past. But going further with this report, uh, this is the this quote from Alice Bailey. It says that their entrance must be opened by... Okay, so the entrance of these great forces that are going to come when they're invoked to come by an open act of united will expressed through some formula of words expressed in sound, which I believe the essence of that is this great invocation. And it's not my opinion, it's what they're saying. Okay, And uh, if you want to know more about that, I've done a, you can just UN in the search word box on my homepage, or Lucius, um, L-U-C-I-S, Lucius Trust, which is what Alice Bailey started, was originally Lucifer Trust. I've done a whole study on that. I believe we get into this invocation prayer in that study. I've done like two or three parts. If you want to know more about that particular thing. Uh, Okay, so this whole thing will be brought about by an activity performed simultaneously by all men and women of goodwill and um, by all world aspirants and disciples. The door will not open unless the act of invocation is backed by the focused will. Humanity has to really want this. Okay, and um, that's the quote from Alice Bailey. Now, note, minutes before the Antichrist arises, some supernatural sound will be heard and spiritually felt by everybody on the planet. Simultaneously, at no other moment in world history will so many people be impacted at once. Now, you, you would ask yourself, okay, I'm saying all this stuff, and if this is the first time you've ever heard this, please go back and listen to 
the teachings I've done on Maitreya. Now, I know I've done 23, so it's a lot, and it's 20, at least 23 hours of studies on Maitreya. I'm not saying you have to devote that much time to this, but if you want to know more about this subject, you can have those at your disposal to, to research. Um, basically, we're going to get a lot of confirmation of this, this thing right here that we're talking about on Maitreya's own website. And this is exactly what they have been saying is going to happen for a long time. In that, let me repeat this. Minutes before the Antichrist arises, some supernatural sound will be heard and spiritually felt by everybody on the planet simultaneously at no other moment in world history will so many people be impacted at once. This action is designed to get everyone looking around and upward as to what caused this sound. Then, with everyone's attention aroused, images of the Antichrist will appear simultaneously all over the entire world. Speaking to mankind, each in his own language, the signs and the wonders will have begun. Line signs and wonders. Now, through technologies like Project Bluebeam, and who knows what, whatever other technologies they have, they can do this. They've got holograms now that are just absolutely amazing. Where they've even shown this on the internet. You look up holograms up on YouTube where, you know, they would have like Prince Charles beamed into an area and it looks like he's right there talking to you and he's not. He's a hologram. Okay, they've got this technology available. A lot of the technology, most of the technology that they have has all been suppressed. So who knows what they're going to re release on mankind. This is all part of the lying signs and wonders. And this is why I tell people, be grounded in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ in the King James Bible and do not waver. Build your house on the rock, solid rock of Jesus Christ and not on some foundation made of sand or, or whatever. Because the waves are coming and the wind is coming and unless you are firmly rooted and built upon the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be swept away. You, you need to, to uh, understand that. You, we've we've got to really uh, endeavor to do that. Now, when I read this, I said, wow, this sounds just like uh, Maitreya's website, where minutes before the Antichrist rises, some supernatural sound will be heard and spiritually felt by everyone on the planet, and they will see him. Well, it's kind of funny, because when I go up to Maitreya's website, and I'm, I'm on there right now, and Share International... This is part, if you go to Share International, actually it's shareintl.org, www.shareintl.org, and you go and you'll see on the left side, you'll see different topics you can click on. And I clicked on Introduction. This is the introduction if you want to know about Maitreya. And on slide 7, there's 11 slides, on slide 7, they talk about what they call the Day of Declaration. See if this sounds like what we just read. At the earliest possible moment, Maitreya will demonstrate his true identity. Through a growing public response to his presence, Maitreya will be invited to speak to the entire world via linked television satellite networks. On this day of declaration, we will see his face on television, but he will not actually speak. Instead, each of us will hear his words telepathically in our own language as he simultaneously impresses the minds of all humanity. Even those who are not watching Maitreya on television will have this experience. 
His energy of love. So if you haven't got your cable converter boxes yet, don't worry. You'll 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 hear it anyway. No, just kidding. Sorry. But anyway, his energy of love will enter the hearts of all, galvanizing humanity to save the world. What rhetoric! At the same time, hundreds of thousands of spontaneous healings will also take place throughout the world. In this way, we'll all know that Maitreya is truly the world teacher for all humanity. So again, this is what how Maitreya is called the Day of Declaration. It's what he refers to it as. And it seems eerily similar to what I just read from this House of Theosophy uh, report here. Then... This is from um, pages 617, 618, Externalization of the Hierarchy. He's paraphr- Bill Lambert's paraphrasing this, but he says, Energies want to flow from the hierarchy, these ascended masters, to earth to produce the physical manifestation of the Christ, Maitreya. But such flow can only occur when humanity raises its collective consciousness to properly awakened receptors. At this point, David Bay raises his hand. He asks Mr. Lambert. He said, you spoke earlier about the Pope going to Jerusalem. When Lord Maitreya makes his appearance, there will be three types of people. Okay, This is when the Pope goes to Jerusalem to take over the reins of the coming one world religion. Now again, you would ask, I, I'm saying a lot of stuff here, but you would say, oh, there's no way everybody's going to get on the same page. Come on. How, how are you going to have all of these divisions solved between all these different religious cults overnight? How is that possible? Well, think about it. If he actually were able to pull this off with this day of declaration where everybody on the planet is going to have some supernatural voice in their head or felt spontaneous healings, images of him up in the sky hearing them in your own head, seeing them maybe uh, interviewed on TV, that's going to be enough for the majority of the planet to say, you know what, this guy really is the real deal, and he's got the goods to back it up. I don't think there's going to be any question about that. Um, So, at this point, uh, David Bay asked Mr. Lambert, you spoke earlier about the Pope going to Jerusalem, when Lord Maitreya makes his appearance, there will be three types of people. Number one, those whose consciousness has been properly raised so that they can readily accept him. These would be the hardcore New Agers or the people that are expecting him. Number two, those conscious, those whose consciousness has been raised somewhat, but not so high that they can readily and immediately accept him, but they might be able to accept him after further enlightenment. And then three, those who will never accept him. Okay, that would be us, the born-again Bible-believing Christians. Uh, And there might be others, you know, but the born-again Bible-believing Christians are the ones that are are the ones that have actually, um, you know, the only hope of actually getting through this thing, Um, glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, being used of God. Obviously, an unbeliever doesn't, you know, can't be used of the Lord. Okay, so... And then David Bay continues, What responsibility to the leaders do the leaders of the world have toward those members of their flock who are members of group number two? Now, group number two was the ones that the consciousness, 
their consciousness had been raised somewhat, but not so high that they could readily and immediately accept uh, the Antichrist. Okay. And then the next question by uh, David Bay was, will they step forward to publicly urge group number two to accept the Christ? Bill's answer was that the acceptance of the Christ was completely an, an individual affair. I then tried again to get Bill to state that one of the leaders of the world's religions would step forward to play the role of the biblical false prophet. I said back to the Pope for a moment, Bill, you stated that at the right moment the Pope would go to Jerusalem. Surely the Pope is a proper receptor to the Christ. At this point, Bill nodded his head affirmatively that the Pope was a proper receptor to the Christ. In other words, the Pope is going to be the false prophet. At this point, the most direct acknowledgement by an influential person involved in the planning of the appearance of Christ and that the current Pope is ready and waiting for the appearance of the Christ. This acknowledgement also points to the Roman Catholic Pope as the false prophet because Bill stated very pointedly that the preparation for the New World Order religion was being paved by the ecumenical movement, unity of all religions, which is being spearheaded by the Pope. We've got all kind of pictures and things like this where they're trying to break down denominational, where they're reaching out to other factions of pseudo-Christianity. I mean, they're still saying we're the mother of all churches and, and these types of things, and we're the only one true way, but we're willing to, to accept you guys back in the fold, you Protestant, because you, you, you protested us at some point, and you, you split off from the Catholic Church, and you started your own religion. Okay, like Lutherans and Methodists or whatever, you know, the various factions. That's why I don't call myself a Protestant. Okay, because those were actually the religions that came out of the Catholic Church. I really don't want anything to do with it. Okay, I call myself a born-again Bible-believing Christian. And uh, so, going further, let's see here. Bill then explained the fate of those members of group number three, those who will never accept it, uh, those whose personal consciousness has not now nor never could be raised sufficiently to accept the Christ. Bill likened them to a person who had spent his entire life in a totally darkened room. If a sudden intense light were to shine upon the room, the person's eyes would not be able to endure the light. The person would try to flee the light and to go into another room which was dark. The persons of group number three will elect to leave for another room. These were Lambert's exact words. Okay, so we would be, the, the quintessential essence of group number three would be a true, born-again, Bible-believing Christian that were, you know, on the planet when the Antichrist made his arrival, or his arising. Isn't it ironic that they liken us to the ones that live in darkness when they themselves are going to serve the prince of darkness and they themselves are the ones that are deceived and deluded. Evil men and seducers, the Bible talking about the end times in 2 um, Timothy 3.13, evil men and seducers shall wax, meaning grow, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. They're in total darkness, and yet they accuse us of the very thing they're guilty of. It's just kind of ironic, isn't it? 
At this point, I raised my hand and I asked, how do these people do this, Bill? No one can simply declare his spirit to leave this world. Do these people commit suicide? Bill answered emphatically, no. He said, I do not know how it will happen, but these people will leave this dimension. After much thought, I had concluded that Bill is talking about the rapture of the church. Now, I'm not going to get this started on some big rapture debate. I have people emailing me all the time on this. I'm telling them, regarding the pre-trip rapture, we're all going to know soon enough. The rapture subject is, without a doubt, the most divisive subject in all of Christianity. Okay, I've never done a study on it, nor do I even intend to do one at this point, because there's a lot of different theories out there. People that are made up, with their minds made up right now, their minds are made up. They're not going to be swayed until at least one phase of this is either ruled out or happens. Okay, obviously the only coming phase that, that where, where you could rule out something or it would happen would be the pre-trib rapture. Okay, so, dealing with this subject, I haven't went into it in great depth because like I said, we're all going to know soon enough about the pre-trib rapture. Okay, Obviously, I have said in times past, I did not tend to side with that viewpoint, but more of a post-trib position. There's a document that I have called the Rapture Challenge that goes through verse by verse on this. I've never seen anybody refute it. Okay? And it holds to a post-trib position. It's such a divisive thing. Okay? And I don't want that to be the thrust of this ministry, getting into a big, gigantic debate over the Rapture. But this is what Cutting Edge is taking. Cutting Edge has a pre-trib rapture position, okay? And this is what their take is on it, okay? So I don't want to just, like, leave that out and as, as though there's no merit or, or, or that, you know, I've, we've all got everything dogmatically decided from a scriptural standpoint. This, were the, this was the notes that he took at this particular uh, seminar, Okay, so, Bill Lambert, though, states previously to this, he said, I don't know how this is going to happen, where these people are all going to leave and supposedly go to another dimension. Uh, Cutting Edge, David Bay says, After much thought, I've concluded that Bill is talking about the rapture of the church. He refused to say that these people would be killed. But we know the Bible teaches the Antichrist will not begin killing Christians until the midpoint of the Great Tribulation. But Bill is saying that the timing of the departure of the people of group number three is immediately after the appearance of the, of the Antichrist. And the method of their leaving is mysteriously voluntary. I believe the guiding spirits of the New Age leaders have created this story as a means of explaining the worldwide rapture of the church. Thus, when the rapture occurs, people will not credit God and will continue being deceived. Well, again, we're all going to know about that soon enough, okay? Um, Mr. Lambert continued with the seminar. DK, one of Alice Bailey's guiding spirits, this is one of the ascended master dudes, has revealed that, quote, when the Christ comes forward, he will establish his throne on earth. However, the door where evil dwells must be kept shut. DK identifies this evil as being the lowest level of human nature where we tap into our primal base nature. In other words, this evil consists of the members of group number three whose consciousness 
has not and cannot be properly raised so that they can be proper receptors of, quote, the Christ, i.e. born-again Christians. Quoting from Alice Bailey's book, Esoteric Psychology, number one, Mr. Lambert revealed the mystery of the healing dynamics. The working of the energy of the seven rays will produce human healing. And again, he's going to come with all lines, signs, and wonders, and healing is one of the main things they're going to be doing. Now, like, for instance, on this new advertisement for uh, V, the coming miniseries, I have one of my listeners, she's a, uh, the head of a, um, in some way, shape, or form, of one of the, of a television station, I believe in the Dallas area. And she sent me the, um, the thing she got directly from ABC, I believe it's ABC, where they're saying, okay, we're going to debut our new V miniseries coming out like around November, the start of November, which I think it's been moved up. Because I think it wasn't going to debut till, till next year. Been moved up to, I believe, November. This coming November. And in that, if you wa- go up to, uh, I've sent out the link on my newsletter several times, but if you go up to their website, you're going to see the... Um, this trailer for V. And one of the main things, you have this gigantic flying saucer coming over the cities. Now you have to understand, when Maitreya appears, I've also seen a lot of other things, and we talked about this last time with the star sign, that these flying saucers are going to be used in conjunction with his appearance. This star that's supposedly supposed to appear all over the world in four different quadrants are going to be four different starships. This is what Benjamin Krem is saying. And they're going to be huge. In the V series, what we see is the bottom of this flying saucer over a building, and the bottom becomes essentially a screen where these benevolent alien entities are telling us, you know, we're here to help you, mankind, and this and that. And then all of a sudden, these people start getting healed. And they present as cures to, to diseases that, you know, like cancer or whatever. And people are going to worship them just from that standpoint. They're going to worship the Antichrist just from the standpoint, hey, I saw a miracle. I got healed. I got. I heard his voice in my head. That's all it is going to take for these people to be sold out hook, line, and sinker to this devil. That's all it's going to take for a lot of people. They're ripe for the picking, in other words. So, in this book, Esoteric Psychology, um, to facilitate this healing, the hierarchy meaning the Ascended Masters, have revealed scientific discoveries to mankind on pages 373 and 374. At this point, I raised my hand to share that certain scientists had claimed that they had received their inspiration for their inventions under the influence of a psychic dream. Quoting from my seminar notes, I mentioned Mr. Vogel of IBM, the developer of the Xerox copier. And I pointed out that Thomas Edison was a dedicated theosophist. Did you know good old Thomas Edison? He's got his winter home here where I live, Fort Myers, Florida. He's got his winter home here. Uh, He was a theosophist. Madame Blavatsky. Alice Bailey. He was a follower of that. Could it be that that Thomas Edison got a lot of his ideas and inspiration from a satanic source? Mr. Lambert did not dispute these points, and he went on to explain that electricity is a major life force. The life force of electricity is a combination of magnetism, electricity, and an unknown force. The entire universe is a manifestation of electrical power. So, um, 
at some time at the end of this decade, he says the hierarchy, these ascended masters, are going to reveal a major new secret to human scientists concerning electricity. I was enthralled. In my wildest dreams, I could not have imagined receiving such direct confirmation of the concept of Satan that has been intervening directly in the affairs of men during the century to reveal scientific secrets. This explains the sudden explosion of knowledge starting at the beginning of the century. In fact, as Bill continued to talk, I sensed the New Age worshipped science as their god. That's the impression he was getting. Being more specific, they worshipped the science of forces as their god, thus directly fulfilling Daniel's prophecy. Daniel 11, 37-38, King James, he said, Neither shall he, the Antichrist, regard the god of his fathers, but in his estate shall he honor the god of forces. That's what the Bible says. The god of forces. Mr. Lambert continued. He said, The coming... um, Society will be a cashless economy and will solve all sorts of problems. Why? No cash, crime will disappear. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Each household will have a computer with which to conduct all purchases. Computers are coming that are small enough to hold in your hand so that you can conduct small business transactions, paper boy or teenagers who cut your lawn. Cost of computers are currently falling so that even people on welfare will be able to afford one. We were just in Office Depot the other day, and Taylor was like, look at that. It was those little computers they've got out now. What are they? Yeah, they're, they're little. And they're computers. they got full keyboards on them. And you can use them like a computer. Uh, Taylor just had a question about if, if they're this voice that's going to appear to everybody, this day of declaration. Are the born-again Christians going to hear that voice? Well... I would have to I would tend to think no from the standpoint of if it's purely a demonic thing, telepathy or whatever you would have. You know, the Bible talks about putting on the mind of Christ. And then we talk about the full armor of God, putting on the helmet of salvation. These are things that protect your mind. Okay? So I believe that the Lord has the ability to keep you from that. But then we've done that study like on the sound of silence technology and things of this nature. Um, how much a Christian is vulnerable to that, I think would be equivalent to their standing with the Lord. You know, have they put on the full armor of God? Have they endeavor to put on the mind of Christ and, and, to, and for the renewing of the mind and the washing of the water of the word that the Bible talks about? Uh, if you have a Christian that's not doing those things and, um, you know, it's hard to be dogmatic about answering that question. I really don't know to a certain extent, but I would have a tendency to think, no, they they wouldn't be um, uh, near as vulnerable as obviously the average person out there. Okay? So let's go further here. Oh, and then the, the, the small computers. Yeah, they've got these computers now that are, you know, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and they still have full key. I mean, you got BlackBerry phones that you can you can do texting on and most of your computer stuff, and it's in the it's in the, the version of like a big phone. So the technology's already there, and the, the they're going to make sure everybody has this type of technology because it's going to be the very means 
whereby which they control people. Okay? So, um, then, the next point he brought up. These are really interesting points. Uh, virtual reality is becoming reality. Virtual reality is defined as the mentally creating a reality which is so real you can literally live in it for a time. This is like all the demonic video games they have now. Now, virtual reality would be literally where you're wearing some type of helmet with audio, visual, screen, and you're immersed in this game. Okay? Uh, but the video games are very, very much along those same lines. You're living in this alternate, fake, demonic, most of the time, reality. And I am going to do a study on, Lord willing, on these video games. I've had so many requests to do it just on World of Warcraft alone. Uh, but we're, we will do a study on that eventually. So, regarding the virtual reality, this concept is now being taught in college music programs. My, uh, David Bay talking, my son is a music, music major in a Christian college. He has heard of virtual reality even through the college, even though the college does not teach it. Virtual reality will be given tremendous impetus by computer gaming. Now remember, this is back in 1991. Confirming what's already going on today. A person will be able to slip on a helmet which will place him in an alternate reality as real as a real as our factual reality, or seemingly real. In fact, discoveries are progressing which will allow this computer game to pick an individual's brain waves and project the type of reality visually within the helmet that the individual is conceiving in his own brain. Then Mr. Lambert continued the seminar. Here's the next point. UFO and aliens are part of the New World Order. This is what this guy was saying back in 1991. They are, he goes on to say, they're benevolent beings. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell that to all the abduction uh, people that have been abducted and they turn up pregnant and they get probed and they find that they have implants in these people and they're undergoing all kind of horrific torture. But they're benevolent beings. They're just doing it for our own good. Come on. You know? They will aid mankind in attaining the goal of becoming one with humanity... Isn't that what Benjamin Krem is saying? They will appear at the proper time to enable mankind to make the quantum leap of consciousness when the Antichrist appears. Now, think about this. I just thought about this. I just did the teaching with George Norrie. He had to stop the interview with Benjamin Krem because the guy's so stinking evil, he had to stop the interview. Couldn't go on. He's done 5,000 plus interviews with a lot of them high-level occultists. But yet, Benjamin Krem was the one guy that he had to stop the interview. He had all kind of people emailing him saying, I couldn't go on the interview, I had this massive headache. Why? Well, think about it. Who is going to be the most powerful witchcraft practitioner on the planet, bar none, when he makes his Maitreya? He said it, okay? Who is his false prophet? Who channels him? Benjamin Krem. The reason Nori had to stop, and the reason all of these people were over overwhelmed, is because they're picking up on this, the magnitude, the level of malevolence and evil that we're dealing with here, and they can't handle it. He had to stop it. They're dealing with the highest level of witchcraft the world has ever known. When you're dealing with Krem, you're dealing with Maitreya. So it's no wonder he had to stop the interview. Well, what did Krem say in this interview that is going to herald in the Antichrist, Maitreya, the star sign. 
These four gigantic starships appearing in four different quadrants of the Earth. What is that? Could that have anything to do with when these the UFOs and the aliens will appear at the proper time to enable mankind to make the quantum leap of consciousness when the Antichrist appears? Yeah, they're going to appear in conjunction. And they're admitting it. Now, again, I did not start out this study today to go in, segue into something on Maitreya. It just always seems to all roads lead back to Maitreya. I had no intention of doing this today. None. I was just going to talk about the temple. I didn't even know this was related until I got into it. Or this related. Now let's go further. Supernatural capabilities of the Antichrist. Then Lambert revealed that when he says, now he's actually quoting, quoting, when Lord Maitreya appears, he will appear as different beings to different people. So he's flat out, now he's not just saying it's the Christ. He's saying Lord Maitreya specifically. Back in 1991. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. He will appear as different beings to different people. He will appear as a man to a man, and a woman to a woman. He will appear as white to white, black to black, and Indian to Indian. Now how he's going to pull that off, I don't know. But this is the highest level demonic technology that the world has ever known. So who knows? And now we've got not only the supernatural demonic component, but now we literally have technology to bolster whatever he's going to try to pull off with blue beam and who knows what other ones they're going to employ in pulling off this deception. Who knows? This is the essence of the strong delusion that God said he was going to send in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. God's sending it. Mankind's wanting it. God's going to give it to him. You want it bad? Here you go. Have at it. Help yourself. Now remember, what has Maitreya said he is anyway? He's going to appear man to man, woman to woman, whatever. I go up on his website and I read these accounts and, you know, some bum guy came up on to me and, you know, did this or that, and then I realized that this happened, and the last Kreml, was it Maitreya? And Kreml usually say, yes, it was Maitreya. He was making this special guest appearance or whatever to you, personally. And, you know, supposedly Maitreya, he appears in different forms all over the world. Whether it's really him or not, yeah, I doubt it, but... They like to take credit for everything. All these miracles that are taking place within the Catholic religion, within the Hindu religion, within whatever, Buddhism, it's all Maitreya. He's claiming credit for all of it. On his own website, it firmly states that he is coming as, he's going to be the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, that's the one they're waiting for, Krishna to the Hindus, that's the one they're waiting for, the Messiah to the Jews, Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, the one they're waiting for, and Christ, the Christ, to Christians. He's going to be everything. And now it's saying he's even going to go one step beyond that. Man to man, woman to woman, black to black, he's going to, you know, he is the total package. Not to be confused with the wrestler, uh, star wrestler, pro wrestler Lex Luger, because that's what he goes by, the, the total package. Sorry. And uh, anyway, maybe they could team up and have like some kind of tag team match. I don't know. I don't know, it's just a thought. But, um, It'd be kind of good. It'd be sensational. You know, maybe Hulk Hogan, they could get him in there. Um, another author has also indicated that his image will appear all over the nation simultaneously. 
and that he will speak to each ethnic group in their own language. So could you imagine? We've got these supposed stars. They're big, gigantic UFOs. We've got Maitreya appearing on the media. We've got them appearing up in the skies. We can hear them in our head. We've got spontaneous miracles and healings breaking out all over the world. Can you see how everybody's going to get on board real quick? See, this is why I'm doing these studies preemptively and why, I mean, this would actually be, we talked a lot about Maitreya, this study. This would be like my 24th study on Maitreya. There's very few people talking about him. Everybody thinks the Antichrist is Prince Charles, including David Bay, which I don't quite understand that because he's talking about him here. It's a very matter of fact that the occultists believe the Antichrist is going to be double Betraya, is what I like to call, refer to him as, but, or, or they call him Lord Betraya. I don't know. I mean, okay. Maybe it is Charles. Maybe I'm just wrong. I don't know. I told you I'm not going to be, you know, has to be my way or whatever. I'm just telling you, if it's not Maitreya, he's going to have to play some type of big part in this end-time scenario, an end-time delusion. Who are all the occultists pointing to? Who's the United Nations pointing to? Who has Alice Bailey been pointing to? Who's Benjamin Krem pointing to? Ah, you know, to me it seems obvious, but could be wrong, never know. The Bible says we see through a glass, but darkly, but then face to face. And then it goes on right before that, it says that we know in part. See, none of us have it all figured out. That's why I don't get here, get, jump down and get super dogmatic about, we're talking about issues like this or the rapture, because there's certain things we know in part, and that we see through a glass darkly. So I don't want to sit here and say that I'm Mr. I'm the purveyor of all knowledge and I know all and see all. I'm the grand poobah and I, you know, give me a break. I'm just trying to present to you the most likely scenarios as I see them laid out in the 15 years of research that I've been doing. And this was one of the first things ever shown to me after I was born, born again. When Maitreya was very little known. I mean, he's very little known now, but go back to 1994. He was way less known even back then by, by most Christians, I should say. So, just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, let's see here. Next okay, so, this other author has said that he's going to appear all over the world. Simultaneously, he will speak to each ethnic group in their own language. We know this technology is possible with computer images being sent forth from ground to satellite back down to Earth, also, also Project Bluebeam. Now, I have done one study, one part of Bluebeam, just key in blue in the keyword search box on my homepage, and uh, you'll find it. It'll say Bluebeam in the title. Uh, there will be evidently a mixing of supernatural phenomena and advanced technology when the staging of the Antichrist occurs. There's going to be a mixing and a melding. Okay? Because saints can't just purely pull it off demonically. It's going to be a combination effort here. See, Satan's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. He can't be everywhere at once. He's an entity. He can't be everywhere at once. But he's going to appear, he's going to try to make everybody think 
that he is all of those things through this technology. Wow, he appeared all over the world in different forms. He really is omnipresent. No, he's not. It's alive from the pit of hell. This is the greatest deception the world will ever know. And I'm here warning you about it. So that you can't say when it happens, well, I was never told. Well, you know. And again, is, does it have to go down this way exactly? Ultimately, it's up to the Lord. It's going to permit what level of this deception he's going to permit. He may not allow all of this stuff to happen. Satan basically has to get permission from Jesus Christ, Father God, and Father God to, to do these things. So, I, you know, what he lets him do, who knows? So I don't want to take the Lord Jesus Christ out of the picture and say he's not on the throne here, seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. So, if Satan has deliberately revealed scientific secrets to men, as New Agers claim, we can say that both the supernatural phenomenon and the scientific technology are the work of Satan. Finally, and then going back to this report, finally a sound will be heard worldwide which will herald in the coming of Maitreya the Christ. Prompted by the sound, people will be aware of his coming on three distinct levels. Spiritual, physical, and emotional. This is going to be the time when Jeremiah 17.9 is so fulfilled. For the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25. You talk about a day when, you know, their heart is going to deceive them and there's going to be a day that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. This is going to be the day, I mean, more than any other, where people will be following their heart and being overcome by emotion. You think Barack Obama was bad? All these people bowing down, wanting to worship him like he's God? He's nothing but a devil? Well, you've, you've seen nothing yet compared to that. We've seen nothing compared to what's coming. So, and then, going back to this report, as the timetable of Maitreya's appearance... Mr. Lambert would not be specific. And Maitreya is not specific either. He learned just to shut his mouth about it because he kept being shown the fool. He, over and over, though, oh, he's going to appear by this day. It's like the Jehovah Witnesses. They want to keep setting the date for the end of whatever. And they keep getting it wrong, so, you know, they got to, at some point, just shut their mouths and be silent. Because they all... God lets that happen to show them to be liars. It's, exactly, it's what he does with all these cults. I don't get into date setting, okay? I don't, I've never got into it. Not going to go down that road. Not going to get burnt on the date setting thing, okay? Because every time I ever see anybody date setting, it usually turns out real bad, okay? A lot of these prophecies, even in, within the charismatic church and Pentecostal, this was a big reason I came out of it. Because there was all these time-dependent prophecies that I heard from supposed prophets, or people that were hearing from God, and they just never seemed to come to pass. Whether it applied to me or whatever. If they don't come to pass, they do not fulfill Deuteronomy 18, which is essentially the test of a prophet, where they, those words have to come to pass. And then it also says a little bit earlier in Deuteronomy that another criteria is that it must line up with the word of God. It must not lead you away from God. Because you could have an occultic prophecy come to pass, and that is leading you toward the devil. So that doesn't fulfill it either. So just something to be 
careful with there. So as the timetable of Maitreya's appearance, Mr. Lambert would not be specific. However, one of the listeners raised his hand to volunteer the information that he had read that Lord Maitreya was on board of the warship at Malta in 1989. He got a malted milk while he was there. They get the greatest malted milk in Malta. That's why they named it Malta. No, just kidding. Sorry. And he wanted to drive the boat too. He always wanted to drive one of those big ships. But Maitreya was there at this warship in Malta in 1989. Now, obviously, I can't verify that. But he participated in a conference between President Bush and Gorbachev. Now, I've heard Maitreya spoke at the UN. The guy essentially materializes and dematerializes out of thin air. You know? And then he puts on a little magic act in between. So, just kidding. Mr. Lambert did not deny this, and the throw went through the truly New Age participants at the thought that this could be true. If this is true, the appearance of Maitreya is very close. Thus, the New Age plan to stage the appearance of Antichrist may very well be coinciding with God's timetable. Just as every fundamentalist Bible scholar has maintained. This concludes my notes on this most interesting seminar. I will leave it to you to reach conclusions of, of significance regarding these revelations. However, remember two things. Number one, Bill Lambert admits that he is being guided by his guiding spirits who are telling him many things concerning the immediate future. And two, Bill Lambert is a participant in the critically important New Jerusalem Covenant Project. The goal of this project is to create the plan by which Maitreya can solve the Middle East crisis and use this crisis to stage his appearance in the world. And again, that's what we're talking about today, this combination mosque, temple, you know, that's that's going to be built. And that's, it just segued perfectly into this. He goes on to end it, I would not be surprised if this group is actually writing the peace treaty covenant, which Maitreya will sign with Israel at the proper time, confirming the fulfillment of Daniel 9.27. Well, I don't know. Seems like it all lines up pretty evenly. I mean, these teachings that we've done, it remains to be seen. I admit it. Again, I'm not saying I'm the purveyor of all knowledge, that I can never be wrong about anything. I'm telling you what they're saying, though. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses a thing is established. Well, we've gone way more than two or three witnesses regarding the subject. We'll see how it plays out. I just want you to be prepared. Either way... Whatever ends up happening in the, in the future, it's going to be some variation of what we've talked about here. Uh, and ultimately, it is up to the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's going to permit. So I want to preface everything with that. And um, I'll go ahead and we're going to end our study here and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time, day and time that you've given us. Letting us come together, Lord God, uh, for another session. And I just pray, God, that your truth would go forth, that, that your name would be glorified through these teachings wherever your word or your truth is being preached and put forth worldwide, that you bless the saints, Lord God, that you bless my listeners, the blood of Jesus Christ be over them, that your angels would encamp around about them, Lord God, that you, that you would go before us, Lord God, to prepare the way, that you'd use us mightily, Lord God, to bring forth your truth, your word, to win as many souls as possible for the Lord Jesus Christ, so that these people, these deceived people, Lord God, that are out there, I just pray, God, that, that as many of them as possible be saved, Lord, for it shall will that not one would perish, 
but that all would come to repentance. I pray you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord God, in any way, shape, or form. As we forgive those who have sinned, sinned against us, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.